Hello, my Hammer Times. This is your Axe Tribune host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his daily Mallet Mail podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. It's the May 24th show. Today's story is all about natural enemies. If your enemies take the form of equine-filled hollow aluminum cylinders with a go-getting attitude, you'll be forced to concede that the horse can do. The Horse Can Do by Matthew Sanborn-Smith. One day, a maniacal can of soup sprang into being and terrorized the entire quadrant of space horses. It wasn't its maniacality that freaked them out, it was that it was pine needle soup. Pine needles have been the natural enemies of the space horse since time memorial, which really hasn't been that long. When a space horse said something nasty about a pine needle's mother, perhaps suggesting that she had slept with a pine pin. The needles had been needling the space horses ever since, though a few had pinned them, which only goes to show that one space horse had done its research on pine genealogy. You're thinking, but the pine needles have been cooked into soup. They can't hurt those stupid horses. But oh, you didn't know that the cookification process breaks down pine needles into their most essential selves, far worse than their raw cousins. The space horses knew the only way they could stand a chance was to convert themselves into horse soup. And that is why, to this day, cowboys ride soup cans. It's also a convenient method of bringing their food with them on the trail. And if you thought the horses were afraid of pine needle soup, you should have seen how much they feared can openers. But not even in their wildest space horse soup dreams would the horse soups ever let themselves conceive of can opener soup. I pooped myself just thinking about it. And if I hadn't, I certainly would have evacuated myself when a can opener made of horse needles appeared and proceeded to open all the cowboys on the can open range. The space horses watched from their cans, I don't know, maybe they had x-ray vision, and wondered where I was going with all of this. Not even their horse can futurists could have guessed it because I had no idea myself, and I still don't. Canned cows were rolling away from their herds all over the place, and their boys, now that they were opened up, couldn't stop talking about their feelings long enough to restack them. Out of all this chaos, one voice rose above the rest. It was that of a can of extra thick and chunky space horse stew with mushrooms named Paul Revere. It urged everyone to come together into one massive pot and be mixed with one another into the greatest soup of all. Old enemies were hesitant at first. They recalled the bad old days of forced equality when counterfeit coupons and price matching ran rampant, certain they were favoring one side over the other. But Paul Revere taught them to stop looking at their differences, stop drawing an arbitrary line between animal and vegetable, when their real enemies were minerals. God damn that stone soup. Paul pointed out the things they all held in common, like salt, and water, and the rest of the salt. In fact, he showed those lifelong enemies they were practically identical, given that all of them were 90% salt. The peacemakers jumped into the galactic cauldron first, followed by the ones that got pushed in by their jerk-off friends, and soon the rest followed. Over time, they mixed and boiled and simmered into one mighty homogenous universal cosmic soup. It tasted like shit needed a little salt. If this story horsed you around, you can play it and other four-legged games at the webman of the soup can BewareTheHairyMango.com. It's time for mail. Email BewareTheHairyMango. It takes more than one to tango. The only other rhyme is Durango. Unless you stretch Mustango. John writes in the subject line of an otherwise blank email, trying to keep the mango rolling. Thanks, John. For those of you that are wondering, John is a supporter of the show in multiple ways, though I can't say for sure that's what he's referring to in this email. If not, John, my best advice is to stand on top of a hill. Mangoes will never cooperate with treadmills. Email music provided by the incredibly talented David Bradshaw at davidbradshawmusic.com. It's a shame the incredibly talented person on this show only gets about 40 seconds airtime and the other doof talks over him for part of that. 
you still listening? Scratch thoroughly in the comments for this post or pay email me and we'll lose our color, what little color I have, at MatthewEpiWhereTheHairyMango.com or bring our homemade lunches to work at BeWhereTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever we're trying to calm down our nervous dogs, the SF and SF Signal stands for Shaky Fidos, the organization dedicated to drying wet pooches everywhere the old-fashioned way, strapped to a paint mixer. This could be why your dog never wants to take a bath, and we don't blame it. That's why we don't bathe either, especially when we're covered in paint. Or dog. We should try a tweet cute at the local coffee shop. Just you and twitter.com slash upwithgravity. There's nothing cuter than a goodbye kiss after intentionally giving yourself the worst coffee breath you're capable of. BewareTheHairyMango.tumblr.com knows where you haven't been, and that's it. BewareTheHairyMango.tumblr.com. And so, by process of elimination, it is able to tell where you have been, and that's everywhere but BewareTheHairyMango.tumblr.com. I think there's something wrong with the program. I don't think the needle has moved on the Mucho Mango Mayo 2016 fundraiser since the last time I mentioned it, which I hope is yesterday, depending on when this show is running. We're still at 64% of the goal. If we can get 532 more dollars by the end of June 13th, 2015, I will do 31 more mangoes next May. Remember, a donation of $75 or more gets you a personalized episode created with your input. Oh, baby! When you were a child, your mother never dreamed you'd attain such heights. We've got four days left to not disappoint your mother. The future of this show and your mother is in your wallet. This podcast shucks cornily while it jives turkily on the top of a Marshall stack, which doesn't amplify as much as you'd expect, as it consists of Gary Marshall sitting on Penny Marshall's shoulders, though that pair can get pretty loud on their own and kind of whiny, especially when they move their show to California, lose a major cast member, and replace her with a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. Until the free food at your factory's lunchroom gives you an industrial waste, this will mill about Matthew Sanborn-Smith and tell you to sly in the family stone, Soylent Green is everyday people. Good night.